Hi, this is Yara Stark. Welcome to another entrepreneurs-journey.com podcast. Today I have an interview with Pat Flynn, who is a fantastic case study for those of you out there who may have lost your job recently uh, due to the economic downturn or for whatever reason whatsoever, or maybe you're just looking to get started online and making money uh, specifically with a blog and an ebook, which is the combination that Patrick used and had a successful, a very successful first 12 months grossing over $200,000, pretty much just selling one ebook. So it's an amazing case study. Uh, Pat lost his job due to uh, being retrenched during the economic downturn as an architect and then went on to start a successful blog, which he sold an ebook from. So it's a really fantastic case study, very motivating. I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, if you're after more podcasts like this, please visit my blog. It's at entrepreneurs-journey.com or you can Google my name, which is Yarrow, Y-A-R-O. I hope you enjoy the podcast and I'll speak to you again soon. Hi, this is Yarrow Stark. Welcome to another interview with an expert. This time I have a, a special guest who I've only just recently met. Uh, this is, his name is Pat or Patrick Flynn, and I connected with Pat uh, kind of by sitting on the other side of the mic. He interviewed me a couple of days ago, but prior to beginning the interview, I just read up a little bit about him, and he also talked about what he does, and it's actually, it seems like Pat has an interesting story for us. Um, I guess I could clarify for me, as is often the case, uh, Pat mentioned that he's now making um, six figures online, which is always something that makes me curious, and I'm sure it makes you curious <laughs> as a listener as well. So let's find out how he does that. So thank you for joining me, Pat. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay, so uh, obviously my blog at Entrepreneur's Journey has featured a lot of people who make money in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think you're the first person I've seen uh, do what you do. But before we get into that, let's just get a brief background. Pat, how did how did you even get into internet marketing? Um, well, kind of my, my first, you know, the first time I, I, I got um, onto the internet was way back when AOL, America Online, started. And I, I don't know, I must have been in like eighth, eighth or ninth grade. And, you know, I, I thought the internet was awesome. And, you know, I was, I was running the 14.4 KPBS and uh, it, was, it was really slow. But, I mean, I loved it and I was just on the chats and stuff all the time. Um, and then a couple months later... After I started doing that, um, my dad noticed that I had a, a bill from AOL for like $120. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know what that's from. And then apparently someone stole our credit card number and rang up a bill from AOL. So then from that point, I was kind of really disgusted by the Internet, and I thought it was a scary place. And so I wanted to stay off of it forever. <laughs> but obviously, obviously um, if you're not on the Internet now, you're kind of, you know, you're living under a rock or something. So, I mean, I got back on eventually, and once eBay came out, that's when I really got excited about uh, just the thought of, you know, being able to make money online. So, you know, I sold all my baseball cards online and, you know, Magic the Gathering cards I sold online. Unfortunately, I wish I could get those back. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, after that, you know, I was doing the blogging thing for a while way back when Zanga – I don't know if you heard of Zanga before. Um, but when Zanga started, everyone was just blogging about, you know, what they ate for lunch and, you know, uh, the cool party last night. And this was when I was in college. So I was doing that for a while. So I really got used to uh, kind of about, uh, writing about what I did online and stuff. 
um, and during my days in college. What, what year was uh, that? What, what, what era are we talking that about? That was 2001, I think. Okay, 2001. So we're at the end of the dot-com boom. Or heading we are at that. the end of the dot-com boom, right. yeah. Um, so moving on, um, I, was, I was attending university at um, the University of California at Berkeley, and I was there with um, under – I was going under the architecture program. So I graduated from there in 2005 with a bachelor's in architecture, and I got a nice architecture job, and I loved what I did. You know, I was doing the CAD drafting thing. I was designing, you know, 3D spaces with all these cool programs and meeting cool clients, you know, um, and I, I was loving it. And I actually got a really nice job in Irvine, uh, Irvine, California, Central California as a job captain, and everything was good. I was working 9 to 5, and I loved it. Um, but then, you know, the whole economy thing happened and they started letting people go. And, you know, I was one of the last ones there, but then eventually the, um, the branch office that I was at folded and then I left and I was kind of, I didn't know what to do. I, you know, I was really scared because just six months later I was supposed to get married and, you know, I was partly responsible for paying for that wedding. And, you know, I, how was I going to support my family? I really didn't know what I was going to do, but uh, luckily, right before I got laid off, I was actually taking a test for the architects and uh, people in the design and building industry take called the LEED exam. It's L-E-E-D, which stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. And it's a really specific test that deals, you know, with green buildings and sustainable design and stuff like that. So I was actually blogging about that test. And the reason I was blogging about it was I just wanted a way – I just wanted a way to – Put my put my notes online so that I can read them during lunch at, at work and stuff. Um, so after a couple months of doing that, I eventually passed the test. But then I j- just for fun, I checked the st- the statistics on the website and I noticed that there were a couple hundred people visiting my website every day. And I was I got scared. I was like, well, what are these people doing reading my stuff? You know, I, I was pretty new with how the, how the internet worked and stuff like that. And um, just to give you a time frame, this was. This was a little over just a year ago. So I was like pretty brand new to how the internet worked as far as blogging and, and how to interact with people and social networking and stuff like that. Well, um, so it's, it's been a very short story for the, I guess the, the success you've had has been very recent. We're, we're... Yeah, it, it really has. And um, so what happened was people just started going on my, on my blog and reading my notes. And so I went on there and redid my notes to make sure that you know, they were really good because all these other people were, were reading them too. And I started to put, um, you know, advertisements on there. I read, hey, you can make money from people going on your websites by putting Google AdSense on your website. So I was like, oh, cool. So I did that. And I was making maybe 20 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month. And I thought that was awesome. <laughs> For retirement. <laughs> yeah, I was like, awesome. And this, this was right before I got laid off. Um, right. And then I got laid off and I was still making you know, my only income was 25 bucks a month from AdSense. And, and you know, thank God for, for my wonderful followers on that blog because four or five of them specific they, – they emailed me and said, Pat, your information is so good. You should write a book. I would buy it. Um, and I had to wait till the fifth person to do that. I don't know why. I was just really scared of doing business online, you know, something I didn't know much about. And I did try re- to read up about it. You know, and I was, um, you know, following your blog and Darren's blog and a, a whole bunch of other websites to try and get as many tips as possible. And I kind of knew that I had an opportunity to do, to do something big here. And I was searching for jobs 
uh, for nine to five jobs, but it was uh, to no avail. I mean, no one, even today, no one still, no one here in the U.S. is still um, hiring for architecture. They're still laying people off. It's quite sad, but um, I'm kind of glad I didn't get a job because uh, I joined a program called the Internet Business Mastery Academy, and that's run uh, by two really special guys, Sterling and Jay. And they had a podcast that I had been listening to, just started to listen to to get some tips. And they just came out with the Academy and they said, hey, we'll, we'll walk you through how to set up an internet business and stuff. And I took some of their advice. I actually wrote an ebook with uh, in a month or two and put it on sale. And in that first month, I actually launched it on October 1st, which was just a little over a year ago. I launched my ebook for um, you know, nineteen ninety nine. Um, I didn't know how to price it. I just put it out there. And that first month, I made $8,000 just from that book. Well, that's, that's that's an amazing start. And oh man, I just, I like jumped out of my chair when I first saw my first sale come through. I couldn't believe someone actually bought something from me that I wrote online um, and so and sold to them. And then you know more sales just kept coming and coming, and I couldn't believe it. And it, it was seriously a lifesaver. Like the the academy and all the tips I got from you and Darren and stuff just from just from your blog posts and stuff like that. I, I incorporated that all into my blog and interacted with uh, potential customers. And, you know, I guess what happened was they saw me as an expert because I was the only one, you know, putting this kind of information online. And I, I wasn't an expert. You know, I knew how to pass the test. I had passed it a few months back, but you know, I, I didn't consider myself an expert. I still had to look stuff up sometimes. Um, but just cause I was that guy and I put something out there on sale, um, I mean, the rest is history. And so the, the month after that, I actually, um, another customer emailed me who had purchased my book and he said, Pat, your book is really good, but it's way too cheap. And you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really fortunate that these guys are contacting me and telling me how I should run, run my business. If I, if I could go back, I would have done everything right away without even them having to contact me. But, um, he said, Pat, you're selling your book way too cheap. Uh, I would pay I would pay sixty bucks for it, and I and I was like, "Are you serious? Like, I don't I don't want to rip people off." And, then, and he's like, "You're not going to rip people off. Your stuff is good, and it's cheaper than, you know, going to Barnes and Noble and buying a book from there or something." And so I was like, "Okay, um, we'll give it a shot." So the next month I raised the price just to just ten bucks, twenty nine ninety five actually, because um, I learned that having ninety five instead of like ninety nine was a little bit better. I, I don't know. I just did that for fun, and it totally worked. The next month, I made almost ten grand, and then uh, I got some suggestions from Sterling in the Academy. He said, "Hey, why don't you do an audio book? Have someone or you read off your book, and then just combine it and sell it as a package." And you know, I was like, oh, "I don't know," and uh, but I ended up doing it. And the month after I launched my audio book, along with the ebook, I had grossed about twenty k. So twenty thousand dollars, and then and then I actually peaked at thirty thousand dollars in March of two thousand nine. Just one month, thirty thousand dollars from one little product that I had an ebook for, and then I had actually I had I hired someone because I had enough money to read off the uh, the ebook, and I just combined that in a, as a package and sold that for like around fifty bucks. And it's been selling every month since then. And it's been selling every month. That I got a few sales today still. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's chugging along. And the best part about it is, um, because of the way I learned internet business from scratch and I didn't have anything, uh, any prior knowledge of it, I set it up in a way it's very systematic and automatic. So, you know, 
uh, I, I got married in February and the business was still going. And I went on my honeymoon. Uh, we went to Hawaii. And the only time, this is funny, the only time I ever did anything with my business while I was in Hawaii was on my iPhone um, when I was in like the bathroom or something. <laughs> so that's the only, like I would answer customer emails then and whatever. But um, I, I think that week we were at Hawaii, I just calculated it out. Um, I had earned maybe eight or nine grand that week um, in Hawaii, not even doing anything with the business really. And it, it's just going automatically. And I've kept learning all these tips about how to automate it even more and, and all this really cool stuff. So uh, that's where I'm at today. And, and I started a blog to kind of go through my story and inspire people to that, you know, it doesn't take a genius, doesn't take a rocket scientist or even an expert to, to do um, really well online. Okay. So, well, I'd like to try and break down a little bit more what you did, but let's give people that blog address for them first. That, what, what's oh, your... sure. Um, it's at www.smartpassiveincome.com. And then that pa that passive income part is, is kind of what I believe is like the coolest part about this whole thing. You know, the, it's all running 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, and it's like a store that's open to the entire world, the whole, like all the time. And I don't even have to do anything. Um, mm -hmm. And we could talk about that more about how exactly that works. Uh, where And where's the store so people can take a look at it while they're listening to you? Oh, sure. It's uh, greenexamacademy.com. Greenexamacademy.com. Okay. Yeah. So that's green and then E-X-A-M and then academy.com. All right. Um, and the cool part was, you know, when I started it, it was a WordPress blog. It was a free th a free theme, and it was just content driven. Well, actually, before let's let's break this down completely. Um, how old are you now, Pat? You're. I am twenty six. Okay, so you were in architecture. You, uh, by nature of what you had to study in order to qualify to become an architect, you had to study this particular exam called the LEED exam, L E E D. LED, yeah. It, it wasn't a requirement. It was just kind of a something I wanted to add onto my resume okay. type thing. So why do so many architects want to do this? Is it obviously if you're making these sales, a lot of people doing this exam, right? Right, right, so. exactly. Well, it, lately, I don't know if you heard, but I mean, a lot of things are going green now. <laughs> sustainability. I mean, right. I know Australia is big on that right now too. Um, conservation and and you know, really, lead is all about designing really smart buildings so that. You know, there's less carbon emissions. You're not using as much water or energy and stuff like that. So um, I and I knew and obviously all of my customers know that that's where everything is headed with uh, the architecture industry right now. Okay. So there's obviously a bit of a spike in this industry. So there's a rush of people getting interested in studying this area. It yes. sounds like it's obviously an extremely niche subject. It's like a niche within a niche. It's a study program within architecture. It so. is, and, and and when I tell people my story, they're like, "You made that much from that, right?" And this is an interesting thing, and I'm actually quite curious to hear more about your traffic numbers. But I want to get to that in a sequence so we can help people. Um, so you know, you were uh, let off, you were fired, you were <laughs> the, the economy in the United States has been obviously pretty bad, and in sort of year 2008, 2009, a lot of people mm -hmm. losing jobs. You're one of them, and mm -hmm. within 12 months of that, you were able to create a, a six-figure you know, plus income through yeah. essentially selling 
one and then a different version of the same information product online, which is a pretty incredible result. So you said you started with a WordPress blog. Let's, can you maybe put together more of the pieces? Did you have technical help or did you set this up yourself? And, um, <laughs> you know, how did you get the content for this site? And how did you even, even think about designing a website in the first place? Um, well, I, I, had, I had known that, you know, I could put information on a blog, you know, at home or whatever, and then some that, and then I could go somewhere else and pick up that information again. That was the only reason why I started the blog in the first place was that so I could look up my study notes online um, because I, I was really good at typing and I, I did that really fast and I was really good at organizing information um, on 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 text on the screen as opposed to writing my handwriting is like chicken scratch. So. Um, so it was an archive system just for your, your own use to begin with. Exactly, okay. exactly. Um, yeah, it was just basically an archive system so for me. you learned how was, to install WordPress yourself? I did, and you know what? It took forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to figure things out, you know, take things apart and put them back together and figure things out. And, um you know, it took a long time to install WordPress. You know, I did some research, figured out that there was a couple uh, hosting um, websites out there. I, I, I run through Bluehost.com, and they have a control panel with a one-button WordPress install. Um, and that's what I finally ended up doing. And before, you know, I was trying to go through GoDaddy and trying to find a host for that. And I just tried to make it really hard for myself. But... um I ended up finally just going with the one-click WordPress install on on Bluehost.com. Okay, easy. So you start putting your content into this blog. And I presume, Mm -hmm. even though you probably weren't aware of it, you started to get search engine results because you were putting something on the Internet, right? That's exactly what happened, and I didn't know how that was happening at first. Um, It was just kind of a surprise to me. Um, I had uh, downloaded this WordPress plugin called WP Stats, you know, the first day because it was like I read a top 20 plugins to put on your blog thing somewhere. And that's one of them I put in, but I didn't even know what it really did. And then when I, a couple months later after I was, you know, pretty much finished putting up all my notes and stuff, I saw huge spikes in my traffic and I had no idea how that was happening. And then, you know, there's a little spot that says where they come from. A lot of them were from Google and and search engines and stuff like that. And a lot of them were from other sites that put them on my, uh, that link to me too. So obviously I know now that when people put links to my site, that creates a backlink for me, which increases my, uh, search engine optimization even more. So it was kind of like a, a little tiny snowball and just caught, kind of got bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, and, and, uh, I eventually started ranking pretty high in all the keywords that were relevant to the exam. So whenever someone searched for it, they found me. You know, I think I think there's a lot of other companies out there that kind of do the same thing. They have study guides and stuff, but I think because mine was so, it was just a blog. You know, it, they they knew it was from one person who wasn't trying just to make money off of them. You know, I mean, I wasn't even selling anything in the beginning. Um, I just had information, mm. so it's pretty crazy. Like I I I look back and I I, I consider myself one of the luckiest people ever. You know, and and like I said, I, I was. I didn't know what I was going to do, and it kind of just fell into my lap, and I feel very fortunate to be where I am today, and that's kind of why I started smartpassiveincome.com because that's my way of kind of giving back and, you know, showing that st- good things can happen. Well, let's see, let's see if we can help some other people follow in your, your footsteps with the rest oh, of the definitely. story. So 
if you set up the blog, you've got you've put your notes in there. You're getting an audience. Uh, how many people are day are visiting? We're talking about a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand. What's um, the lead exam is completely new to me, so I have no idea how many people would need information about that. Right. Well, the um, after I started noticing all that all that traffic, I was getting, and you know, this was like four or five months after I had started the blog. Um, maybe. Uh, 50, like forty to fifty thousand visitors a uh, a month. Okay, so a little or, over a thousand a day. Yeah, and that's unique visitors. That was um, I think ha- I think I, I I finally set up Google Analytics because I knew I had to keep track of stuff, um, and I found out that about half were uh, loyal returning visitors and half were new at that time. Okay, great. So that that's fairly significant. That's not a that's a I guess a slightly above average result for a six-month-old blog to be already have a thousand visitors uh, a yeah. day. I think I was. I mean, obviously, blogs rank really well in search engines, and it was such a pretty. It was. It was a fairly new thing. Like no one. I mean, I mean, you still haven't even heard of it until today, and people are still finding out about it. Um, you know, in in the industry today too. So it, it was pretty new. It's not like trying to get a new blog up in a how to make money website or something like that. I'm curious with, with your notes, did you drip feed them over time? It's kind of funny cause you didn't really start out as a blogger blogging. <laughs> you used it more as a tool to put content. Oh uh, yeah, archive. actually so, it was just, um, you know, the first day I went through the first chapter pretty much and kind of just bullet bullet pointed my notes and put some little helpful tips that I, that I um, would help me remember stuff. And then the next day, maybe I do two or three chapters, and the next day after that, and then I ended up putting like charts together for myself and stuff. And it's, you know, I was really thinking about it because um, it was something that I wish I had available to me, but it wasn't. So I just created it myself. Um, but I just happened to do it in a way that it was accessible to everyone, everyone else. Um, so yeah, it was kind of just, you know, it wasn't like a one thing per day, and I didn't even set it up where the latest post was shown at the top like in a featured area it was just i actually made the home page a static page and just manually you know took the link from the new post which was my the next chapter that i did and i placed it in the home page home static page and just kind of created like a little table of contents for myself and that um you know i i probably did a lot more work than i should have and i've learned now that if you could if you could set everything up correctly at the beginning you're going to save yourself a lot of time um but at the same time you shouldn't have to wait for everything to be all set up and perfect before you give yourself the go um but yeah that i did a lot of work and now looking back if i knew what i was doing i probably would have hired someone to do it in a day or two you know yeah i think everyone says that but (laughs) it's it's worth noting for people that there is a, a very obvious benefit of going through the process yourself like you did, even if it's not your strong point. Yes, it's, exactly. It's getting that general awareness of how web pages work. Like, yeah. you can find out by doing this, all right, I'm never going to do it again because <laughs> I was going to hire someone to do my techni- technical things for me. But mm-hmm. at least trying to struggle your way through the first time gives you that awareness. So, you know, if you're going to tell people how to set things up for you, you kind of at least have a general idea of how to do that. So, you know, I don't recommend people struggle for the rest of their lives, but certainly uh, you know, having a shot at it once and seeing whether you can get somewhere, it's, it can be worth it. Um, yeah, definitely. That's good advice. Now, I'm curious how you went from 
you know, having all this content, which you released for free on a website, and then how did you get content for a book? Do you sit down and just open up Microsoft Word or, or um, Pages in, in Mac and just type a more thorough Yeah, document? actually, um, the way it worked was, you know, I had all my blog posts up already, and I just, uh, I mind mapped it out, created kind of a, a small outline of how I wanted to use that content in a book, how I would want to see it if I were a customer, and, you know, what made sense as far as the material and the exam and stuff and, and the order that it went in. And I just sat down in Word, Microsoft Word, punched it out, and and 90% of it is the same that was on my website. That's the thing that a lot of people are like, what, you just... You gave away, or you sold information that people could get for free. They, what? <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah. and I was like, yeah, you know, and and people will pay you for it, obviously, because one, because it's organized, and two, that you know that you can have access to it at any time on any computer. You don't have to be online, but that's not uh, that's not a big deal. But people will just pay for it because it's good material, and they're not going to want to sit through a blog and click every single, you know. Next, next, page one, page two. Mm. And that's a good point for anyone who's written a, a successful blog who has an audience. You could take your content, make it a little bit more organized and concise, and that could be your ebook right there. And people will buy it just because, for those reasons you said, it's easier to access, it's easier yeah. to download, it's easier to print, it's easier to read through. You can take it offline much easier. It's a one hit solution, which is always a quick fix, which people prefer. So, did exactly. you. Exactly. Some- go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say, there's a lot of websites out there that are kind of doing the same thing. They're kind of pulling their favorite blog posts or, you know, there's a, there's a couple of websites that, you know, do, you know, like comedic type posts every day and they come out with a real book that just, you know, is their top posts or whatever, mm. you know? Yeah, I've seen a few of those in bookshops too. Yeah. Uh, how did you, I like to make this really relevant for anyone who wants to actually create an ebook. How did you take a Microsoft Word document and, and make that into uh, a book you could sell online? Um, well, all you have to do is um, – well, there's a lot of free PDF converters out there, actually. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I'll have to, to research that. Maybe you could put it in the notes or something. But, I mean, it's really easy to just take a Word file or a doc file um, and just put it on that website and then press OK, and then it spits out a PDF for you, and that's, that's something you can sell. Um, I had uh, – I was fortunately – I had Acrobat Professional on my computer as well. Um, so it basically just did the same thing as those websites and stuff. Right. So because you're an architect, you really had to have Adobe Acrobat. Yeah. I had, that. I had, so, I mean, even Adobe Acrobat, how much is that software? It's, it's, it's several hundred dollars, isn't it, for the, yeah. the full version? Yeah. yeah. I know I've, I've actually tried to use free PDF uh, uh, printers, as they're called. They create a, a Word doc and they take it into a PDF. But mm-hmm. I've found a lot of them have issues with either putting a watermark on there or they don't print page numbers or they mm-hmm. don't make links active, just little tiny things that kind of annoy me. So I, I found actually Acrobat was the best one. Or if you're a Mac user, you're in luck because Mac will just print it out straight away using the, uh, the inbuilt uh, preview function that, that all yeah, Macs come true, with. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's certainly no shortage of possible solutions to create a PDF. Yeah. So, or you could pay someone 10 bucks to convert it for you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> or you know, like it's not, that's, Tiny job. That's something you definitely have to know, but um, it's not very difficult to do. Yeah. So uh, you've got your book; it's in PDF. Now, how did you come up with a system to sell it? Did you have to have a sales page? Did you have to get a shopping cart? 
uh, you know, did you integrate it with your existing website or, or buy a new domain name? Can you tell us the next step and how you even learned this part? Oh, sure. Actually, um, you know, as I was writing my book, I knew that I would have to figure that out, obviously. I, I didn't know um, before I started it, but I knew I had to finish the book. And if I did finish the book, that would motivate me to get off my butt and figure out how to do that. Um, luckily, I had been in the academy the the um, Internet Business Mastery Academy for a while, and they had some tools there like one shopping cart and stuff like that. But you know, I did a little bit more research, and I uh, I found out that eJunkie, e-junkie.com, was a really good resource for exactly what I needed to do, which was sell an ebook on my website. And you don't have to have a new domain name or anything like that. You can just upload your ebook to eJunkie. They host it on their webpage. And honestly, it only costs $5 a month. And and back at the time when I was starting this, I thought that was a lot of money. I was like, I don't want to pay five bucks. I don't even know if this is going to work. But, you know, in order to know if it's going to work, you have to try it out. And, and you might have to spend a few dollars here. Luckily, you know, we're not setting up a brick and mortar business or we don't need venture capitalists to do the things that we're doing. So, you know, it's really easy just to spend five bucks. So, Spent five bucks, uploaded my ebook on there. You know, you go through a little um, thing where you title your book. You can set the price. You can put coupon codes in, and you just press OK, and it spits out a button that you just put on your website. You know, and it's just like a it's just a little HTML. You go in WordPress, and you go in the visual area, and then you um, you Control V it or whatever, and um, it goes paste. on there. Yep, copy paste. And then it's on there. And then when you go to your website, that button's there. And whenever someone clicks it, boom. They, I mean, it's taken to eJunkie's shopping cart. And then when they pay for it, it gets automatically delivered to them. And you automatically get paid. And the best thing about that is you're nowhere involved in that equation. Um, as I was talking about before, setting up in a passive way where you don't even have to be there, um, you know, is powerful. Especially because it can, you can do it all time of all the times of the day and secondly it's scalable that's another thing about passive income is it's uh, this kind of passive income is it's scalable you know if two people ordered my book or 200 million people ordered my book which would be awesome but um, <laughs> um yeah retirement for sure then <laughs> yeah i mean no matter how many people buy it e-junkie is going to do its thing automatically for me i don't have to spend as any more time to sell to more people so that's that's something really important. If you're finding that you have a business where the more you sell, the more work you have to do, then you might want to think if you might want to try and see if there's a way where you can, you know, figure out how you can get it so that you can it's scalable and it doesn't require you to do more work to sell more things. But anyways, I'm getting a little off topic here, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I had an e junkie on there, and let's I, just I, spell that out one more time for people. It's um, e sure, it's hyphen e hyphen junkie J U N k-i-e dot com okay no i think they're partners with paypal so if you have paypal it integrates very nicely with e-junkie and then your payments just go to paypal and i assume um, you by the stage had no problem paying that five dollars a month fee using your credit card you, you got over that initial experience with aol for many years ago yes i did <laughs> um so so my next step you know i figured out how to um I figured out how to put the button on my website, but, you know, I can't just stick a button on my website. I got to put it on a sales page. Um, and, you know, I had experience with sales pages through buying, you know, courses that I've, I've 
started to go through like the internet business mastery course and stuff like that. So I, I knew kind of what it had to look like. I didn't understand how it worked or why it worked because, you know, you always see those really long sales letters, but they do work. Um, I actually picked up a book on Amazon by Yannick Silver called Moonlighting on the Internet. Um, and that book was awesome. That was one. Of, that's one of my favorite books. And that actually has a sample sales page letter that you can just pull out and use on your own website. And, you know, it has the, the H1 very bold title that you put in. And it, he tells you exactly how you should structure it. And then, you know, the subtitle. And then uh, how you use your uh, testimonials and case studies and all that stuff and offering a bonus and stuff. I thought that was the cool part. Um, so I pretty much just copied that from the book. And, you know, the... Uh, a few other elements of it is, you know, like I was talking about the bonus. I didn't have a bonus. Uh, there was no one in the industry I could really hook up with to try and, you know, JV with to, to get a bonus. <laughs> Very tiny niche, isn't it? So, yeah. So what I did was I just took a couple of the chapters out. You know, I had like a top tens thing that I put in there, top ten tips to pass the lead exam in my ebook. I just took that out and stuck it back in as a bonus. You know, I, I don't know if that's like cheating or something, but, you know, no, it's just Those, a repositioning of how you give your content, really, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly, and and it totally works. I mean, and then I also did like the thirty day guarantee and and stuff like that, and even like the well, it's no, almost word it's almost word for I, word. I'm looking at your green associate exam study guide sales page. I presume yeah. if I click the study guides link on your greenexamacademy.com site and yes. I go through to the page. I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned the word long sales page. Yours is yeah. not a long sales page it's, by it's any not, stretch of the imagination. So. Yeah, I, I, it's not long, but it's it's not just everything above the fold. No, it's not like two, two paragraphs and a buy now button. It's, you know, I guess you could say it's the highlights from the typical sales page, some testimonials, yeah. some nice big exactly. buttons, some dot points. But really, in terms of a sales page, this would like anyone could set this up it's certainly not uh, oh yeah you know 20 scroll lengths of a page lots of graphics lots of pictures of you know proof and people's smiling faces you just got a few <laughs> testimonials a few pictures of what's inside the product uh mm -hmm. some dot points and boom you're making uh, well eight thousand dollars in the first month you first put this month. out there so yeah it was uh, ridiculous yeah. and i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it um, all that stuff, you, all that internet marketing tips you hear online, it really does work. Okay. So that, I am guess we pretty much completed the picture then. So you created the ebook, you had a PDF made of it, you went to eJunkie to upload it there, they gave you a link so you could actually take money for the book and they would deliver it for you. You mm -hmm. wrote the sales page, you pasted that, that code from eJunkie in there so they could just buy it straight through there. Yep. Then you... Do you launch it? Did you just basically write a post to this Green Academy web account? Green yeah, that's what, that's what I did. I mean, I didn't. Now I know about the, like the you know the product launch formula and stuff like that, but I didn't know anything about that. So all I did was kind of took what I knew that other sites did, which was you know create like a blog post about it to promote it, which is what I did, and then I made that a uh, link on my homepage, and I also created banner advertisements for myself. Um, on my own page so that's what i did and i think if you go to the website now you can see one on the upper right hand corner yeah. and that one actually turns out uh to be a really really high click through rate um but, and then like uh i also promoted it at the end of each of remember how before i was talking about the 
I wrote notes for like the different chapters and stuff. Yep. I at the bottom of each of those, I was I always put like, "Hey, check out this book. It'll make studying a lot easier for you and stuff like that." Um, and you know, I kind of did a lot of this stuff backwards, but it worked. You know, and if you can go into something knowing what you're supposed to do, unlike me, which was kind of just going to the deep end and not not doing it, uh, you know, doing it blindly, then you can do even better than than me. Okay, well, that's a fairly simple process. And then when you went to create the audio version, you just did the same thing with the junkie, I presume? Yeah, exactly. So um, I had to zip it because the MP3 files were quite large. But, you know, you just create a zip file, put them all in there, and it's the same thing. You know, I have – so I at that time, I basically had three products on sale. I had my ebook by itself. I had my audio book by itself. And then I had the ebook and the audio together for obviously a little cheaper price so that more people would be more inclined to buy that one. Simple. All right. I think, Pat, what we're, I guess, might be missing here or what we can talk a little bit more about, um, we're going to talk about automation in a second because I can see you're really interested in that. But for people out there who, you know, there's a lot of people who try to sell ebooks, and the kind of success you're talking about, they might be very frustrated because they've done exactly the same thing you've done except for all kinds of reasons, no one's buying their book or maybe they're selling one a week. And while you're selling, obviously, lots more than one a week. Mm-hmm. What What is it that's special about this little case study, this experience you've been through, especially given that you, I'm assuming this is the first project you've had on the internet yeah. as well. Um, and it's very quick. You've had this within 12 months, which most people don't get there. What's special about what's happened to you, you think? Well, there's a few things. I think... The thing that that with my website is I put myself out there. You know, I'm the guy who creates this stuff, and I'm here to help these people. And I'm sure a lot of other people out there do that too. But another, I take that a step further. And part of the um, part of what's helped my website become so popular is because I have a brand that people know about because I go to forums and I go to different blogs and I help people out. You know, and people know me or they knew me then. Um, as that guy who gave all the great information, you know, and that's one thing I've learned and I've, I've heard in many courses and stuff like that since doing internet business is, you know, one tactic is to go into these forums and help people, you know, you don't want to go in and just sell stuff or, you know, you're just going to get booted off your the forums or, you know, your comments not going to get, uh, get approved by the blog owner or anything like that. So what you do is you go to these websites and, you know, you don't even mention your product. Um, all it is is like in your little signature at the at the bottom of your uh, your po- of your um, forum post. That's where it says, "Hey, for more information about the exam, click here." And then that's where I got. <laughs> that was a big thing for me, and and you know I became known as that guy who helped people with the lead exam. So when they told people about it, or when other people they knew had questions about it, they knew exactly who to say. And you know, in uh, Green Exam Academy was the, was the place to go. Okay, so you built a profile around a very specialized topic that you knew a lot about. Uh, you gave away a ton of basically all your free information. You gave, and it's funny, most people say, you know, give away most of it. You pretty much give everything away on the blog and then just put it together in a different format to sell. Yeah, pretty uh, much. You created a, a brand, a profile, and, and several other community sites around the same subject area. Very mm-hmm. focused, very specific. You know the subject really well yourself. You're obviously capable of teaching it. And there's enough demand for it in terms of people searching and trying to get help 
that mm -hmm. um, you have a constant stream of customers as well for the product. So I guess in a nutshell, those are the, the, the key ingredients, ingredients are uh, an audience of significant size that are actively searching for what you have and actively discussing about it at other websites, right. your own interests and experience in the area, and then basically willingness to get out there and give away a lot of help for nothing in return uh, in order to build that profile and, and traffic ultimately as well. So that uh, Exactly. And, and like you said, finding out what your audience wants is probably the most important thing. And that can come with keyword research, finding out what people are typing in Google or going into forums and seeing what they're asking about. And, or, you know, some, let's just ahead. say, or getting an email like you had from five oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I should have just took that first one and let, <laughs> let it be that, but I had to wait till five. So um, I was really fortunate about that. Um, if I could go back, you know, uh, and like we were talking about connecting with people and giving information for free, I would have... If I knew what a webinar was, then I would have done that. And, you know, just pull people in, give them information, get them to know me and hear my voice and see my, see slides and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they always say give away your best information for free and then they're going to want to buy whatever it is you're going to have to sell. All right. And I think this is a very easy situation to replicate. Uh, probably the challenge for people is finding uh, enough of a demand in, in something they're good at just making sure those two things cross over but you won't know like you had no idea going into this uh, that this would be the out end outcome it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and, so. and kind of really establishing yourself as that expert you know I, I like I said I'm not I wasn't an expert but I became the expert in people's eyes and then then I really thought I was the expert because so many people were, were coming to me so then um, you know I had to, to change my mindset and and from not being an expert to, yes, I am the expert. Here's all this awesome information. Come see me. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up the, the interview, uh, maybe just quickly you want to talk a little bit about what you've done so that you can actually sit in Hawaii and basically only have you know a session on the toilet with your iPhone is it the kind of work <laughs> you have to do. Like what, what have you found? Obviously, you mentioned eJunkie. That's that's a good little automation system for delivering and taking money for your ebook. Uh, what else have you done to, to make this easier for yourself? Um, well, okay. As far as the product is concerned, eJunkie is pretty much the whole engine behind it. You know, it it uh, um, it accepts their credit cards. It pays me. And then it sends them an email with where to download the ebook or audio guide, uh, whatever they're purchasing. That's pretty much the cycle. Um, but obviously, we have to get people to my website as well, and that's automated as well because of some of search engine optimization and ranking really high in keywords, um, which just came naturally through you know all the blog posts and of the chapters I did because there's re related vocabulary in there. That's pertinent to the subject, um, but yeah, if if you can if you can get search engine optimization on those keywords that people are going to look for, and have a system like eJunkie, I mean, there's other ones out there, but having something like that in place, selling a product for you, then it's just going to keep going and moving for you, and then you won't even have to touch it at all. With search engine optimization, it, the that kind of happened naturally for me just because of the vocabulary that was on the different blog posts. That I wrote, um, but if you can get search engine optimization and you can, if if you can work on that and 
work on making your keywords rank really high. Um, and you're going to see that cycle of just, it's going to, people are naturally going to go from keyword search to your blog or website or whatever to your products. And it's just going to all happen underneath you. And the only thing that you're involved in is accepting the money, which is, which is the, which is really cool. Um, but there, there's obviously you can't walk away totally from your business. You got to keep an eye on it. Um, and there's a few things that you should be doing while it's still automatically running underneath you, uh, which is like testing and stuff like that. I've, I've done a lot of testing on, you know, different colors of what works best, which has the highest conversion rates, you know, the different ad copy on the sales page and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm using Google Optimizer for that. And I run a few, I run a split test like every month on certain things. And, and the, the coolest thing I found out was actually a tip from uh, Ryan Dice, which was if you go on my um, sales page at greenexamacademy.com, you'll see that big add to cart button there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a tip from Ryan Dice that I found, and he calls it his magic button. <laughs> I think he has this product called 43 Split Tests or something like that, and that's one of them he shares with us for free. And he said, check this out. This is the highest converting button you'll ever find. We did you know, hundreds of tests on different colors, fonts, and, you know, there's uh, different pictures you could put along with it, button sizes, everything, and this, this was it. Um, so I put that on there, and, uh, you know, that that alone made sales increase over 20%. So you're talking this one with the the red dashed outline, the yeah, orange red dash, to card, and the, yes. uh, the credit card pic- pictures underneath it. Yes, and then, you know, having the having an original price on there crossed out, showing a lower price, all these really cool things. And, you know, I, I love internet business now. All that, all, I love how just little things like that can drastically change, you know, conversion rates and, and how much money you're making. And it's ridiculous. I mean, it's kind of crazy how just a color or something can, can have an effect, but it really does. So that kind of just shows you have to pay attention to everything and pretend you're a consumer on your website and go through it and see if you could notice anything that, you know, kind of turns you off or something that, you would have liked to see instead. But, um, so, so testing was something that I'm constantly doing, even though my business is running underneath me. And obviously I'm answering emails. Sometimes one of the drawbacks with eJunkie, um, is the emails are sent automatically. Sometimes people have spam or junk filters on their, on their end. So they don't get the email. So, I mean, a hundred percent of the time they email me back and, and I have a landing page after they, um, you could set it up so that they have they go to a specific landing page or thank you page on back on your website after they purchase your products. And I specifically mentioned if you don't get an email within the next hour, please email me because you're uh, or also please check your junk folder or if not, please email me. And and sometimes I have to deal with that. And that that's mainly what I was doing you know, on the John in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's awesome stuff. Uh, Pat. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. For people who are interested in first just seeing the website that has all these things we just talked about on where you make most of your money from, uh, one more time, that's what address? Uh, uh, sure, that's uh, www.green, like the color, greenexamacademy.com. Okay, so we can find the, the, the products you sell there, the book, the, the audio. Yeah, uh, go, uh, feel free to roam around and just check it out. Um, I'm still running tests today on it, so things might change every once in a while. But it, but uh, but that's it. Um, that that wasn't the free WordPress theme. I actually just 
paid someone a couple of months ago to really update it and uh and it it looks a lot nicer than it did but you know it was still making good money on a on a free wordpress theme that i downloaded when i first started and really the design you have now could be running off wordpress too right or is it it it, it is running off wordpress okay. yeah so right it's just a designed wordpress Great. And your current, I guess, more passionate subject, which you like writing about, <laughs> which is passive income. What's the blog for that? Sure. It's uh, www.smartpassiveincome.com. And you can also find me at twitter.com slash Pat Flynn. You know, I'm, I'm always uh, answering the replies there. So feel free to drop me a line. And uh, and yeah, Yaro, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem, Pat. It's good to hear your story. It's, it's always uh, motivating people, I think, especially... For those people who might have lost a job in the last two or you know one to two years, uh, your story of how quickly you got there and how very specific a subject area you've done it with and how very simple, really. It's one product, basically, one website, one product, and uh, where you went. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I like to say, you know, the harder you, the harder you work, the luckier you become. And I think all the hard work I did at uh, researching everything and, and setting up the website, it's all paying off now, you know, like I'm just sitting back and watching it happen. So don't get discouraged if you're not doing a lot right now, but just do something, put a lot of work in it, and you're going to see good things happen if you stay with it. All right, awesome stuff. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Right, you're welcome. Thanks, Yaro.